Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Welcome to Spiritual Insights, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in from the United States and around the world. If you are new to the show, thank you for being here, and I invite you to explore all that we offer the Spiritual Insights community. In addition to producing these segments to help you deepen your spiritual journey, I am an energetic healer, teacher of A Course in Miracles, and channel for Jesus. I specialize in removing stagnant energy, negative emotions, and trauma from the human energy field, the chakras, inner child, subconscious, and other areas to relieve you of suffering and elevate your life experience. I am joined by my special guest co-host, Amy Verhagen of Blazing Heart Tarot. Amy has been working with the Tarot since 2003 and with Mother Mary since 2009. Mother encouraged Amy to offer the Tarot in service to others, stating that she would be working through Amy in her interpretations. Before each reading, Amy opens herself to the guidance of Mother Mary, but also Yeshua to bring forth whatever is needed to facilitate transformation for the client. Through gentle and transformative tarot sessions, Amy lovingly guides you back to clarity and confidence so that your light can shine brightly and bless the world. To book either a live or email reading, contact Amy at hello at blazinghearttarot.com. To connect and interact, join her Facebook page, Blazing Heart Tarot, where you'll access a free monthly group guidance reading, which is performed on the new moon. You can also join her private Facebook group, Blazing Heart Tarot Women's Clarity Circle, to go deeper with her offerings. Visit spiritualinsightsradio.com to join the Spiritual Insights community, review the archives of channeled transmissions from members of the divine, and learn more about my energetic healing work, during which Yeshua, Mother Mary, and a host of other supreme beings, ascended masters, and archangels are present. Well, I am excited about today's topic, and we are anxious to dig into this. So, welcome back, Amy. It's wonderful to have you here once again. Always wonderful to be here, Charlotte. What a pleasure. Fantastic. Okay, so we have an excellent topic for today, something that is resonant to the times, and (laughs) we have selected the topic of vulnerability. Yes, we have vulnerability and particularly vulnerability on the conscious path. 
So yes. this is really following on from our exploration last month about co-creation with the divine. And Charlotte and I uh, are, <laughs> are very much in the process of this. We've really opened ourselves as we imagine many of you, the listeners, have also done. So we're experiencing firsthand just what it's like for the human body, the human self, to participate in this big work of co-creation where the definitions of safety that we have been accustomed to and that we've spent hundreds of thousands of years evolving are not necessarily applicable anymore. Mm -hmm. Very true. Things are definitely changing in the world, in our consciousness and, and, and in the physical body as we move forward. Um, with, you know, we throw these pretty words around like ascension and 5D consciousness, but that is where we are. So yes, Amy, last, uh, in our last segment, we discussed co-creation and um, many of you hopefully stepped up and said yes to this process. But at the moment, uh, you may be asking, uh, where in that process are you? Uh, what's happening? Because you might be feeling pretty vulnerable in that process. So this is what we want to mm -hmm. dig into. And uh, I am going through my own process of evolution. And there's a lot of vulnerability in that. There's a lot of surrender. Uh, and there's a lot of co-creation. So it encapsulates everything we've talked about thus far. And I like to, um, I like to liken it to, you know, what, it feel, what does this feel like for me? Kind of what it feels like is this beautiful process where you're uh, looking at nature and you're, you're looking in awe at all of the smaller processes that make up the whole. And I love that. And I love that vantage point. But sometimes it can get a little scary. And sometimes you can feel like you took this very trusting step and you took the hand of the, of the divine and said, yes, I will co-create with you. I will do whatever is needed. And then sometimes you can feel like you just got thrown into the deep end. So for me at the moment, it's kind of like being caught in a storm in the middle of the ocean at night. Like you got this dark stormy storm going on. There's choppy waves. You're you're feeling tossed about. Uh, you can't catch your breath. It's difficult to keep up. The pace seems a little quicker than is comfortable for you. And then you have the fear that comes up. What's going to happen? How will this turn out? When will the storm end? Will I be okay? All of these questions come up about the survivability of this storm. And, and what we're really looking at here is fear of the unknown. You know, how, where will I find my sense of safety? Where can I find that? So uh, I don't have to give details. All I, all I need to really help you understand is that things are scary at times. And, mm. but there's a way of taking care of yourself. There are tips that have been offered us for our toolbox of pausing, connecting with spirit. And, and that's what we want to do today, ladies and gentlemen, is we want to pause, we want to connect to spirit and see what they have to tell us. But let me turn it over to you, Amy. How are you feeling vulnerable right now? <laughs> well, <laughs> that would be something of an understatement. <laughs> that's why I made it sound yeah. so campy. So how are you feeling? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, things are definitely interesting. Tell us what you want to yeah. share about your experience. So... 
I guess really the the element that's frightening to my little human self is the unknown. I do not know what is happening. There are a range of really significant questions in my life that are not clear. The answers are just not there. And I um I feel okay about that. I do, because it's it's just I've let go of this idea. I'm not really sure I ever had it to be perfectly honest, but the idea that somehow I can control the things that happen and that it's down to me to identify a goal and then identify a series of steps towards that goal and then to follow those steps. Like it's, of course, there will always be elements of those processes in our lives for practical reasons. But the thinking about the ocean metaphor and this choppy surface that we feel like we're being thrown around on like what's going to happen with this i don't know you're 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 guiding me in this direction but i don't know why and why have you not done this for me yet why are you not reassuring me why are you letting me be scared all of these questions and then that for our human selves for our nervous system which has evolved to prioritize safety and predictability it's very frightening and then underneath and i know this is a metaphor that you use charlotte underneath the choppy surface is the still water mm-hmm. and then within the still water there are these big 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 currents and those are the currents that we don't feel the moving us moment by moment because they're so big it's only when we look back or when we really step out and take a long view of our lives that we see the changes that have happened within ourselves, within our circumstances, but they're subtle because we're being carried on this big journey. So I think this is really the two uh, processes that are happening at the same time is on the level of our soul, our deeper being, the, the part of us that's intimately connected with the divine and with the collective is resting in this big current we're being gently carried through these deep still waters but on the surface is our body our human minds our conditioned self the the parts of us that have experienced fear and have experienced not being supportive and those little parts of ourselves really need to be brought into the fold because they're asking questions like why are you not taking care of me I don't know where I'm going to live in a month's time. For example, why are you leaving me in this situation? Is it because you don't care about me? Is it because you don't love me? Is it because I don't matter? These are the questions that this little part of ourselves has. And they're from the human perspective. They're very valid, Mm -hmm. valid questions. And we can't leave that aspect of ourselves aside. And sometimes in the kind of spiritual um, or how we conceptualize the spiritual process, we have this sense that, oh, well, I should be above all of this. I should mm-hmm. just constantly uh, accept that everything I have is exactly perfect. And, and I mean, yes, that may be true, but tell that to your frightened child. Tell exactly. your frightened child everything's fine. Why are you feeling this way? Don't be so ridiculous. I mean, that just, Mm -hmm. as well as being unkind, it's ineffective. And so the purpose of this reading really of the, 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 the session that we're doing today is to 
really to invite that little part of ourselves in so that it gets included in this big, big, big journey that we're taking, this big mm-hmm. process that we've said yes to. We don't want to leave that little part of ourselves behind. Yes. We don't want to yeah. say, hey, stop spoiling the party. We're having this amazing co-creation. Like, no, we have to bring all of ourselves into the fold so that everybody feels safe we have to acknowledge that and just for clarity for the listeners when we say your child or your little girl um we've we've gotten used to mother mary we're talking about the inner child and so Mm. we want to invite that inner child into we want to acknowledge and we want it to to participate in the growth that is taking place yes um i had mentioned uh to you that um Mother Mary is doing a bit of a series on YouTube right now with regard to soul work. And in one of these videos, she mentions how all of you is right here now. All of you from moment Mm. to birth, from the inner child to the adolescent, to you in your 20s as you start to explore the world, go out into the world, to the wiser self in the 30s, 40s and beyond. All of you is right here now. So don't detach from a certain part of yourself. Be inclusive of everything from the inner child to the higher self. Bring that into alignment to go to help you with navigating this because that's what um, part of the complaint would be, part of the fear. If you're being tossed about, feeling tossed about on the ocean, you can um, liken it to Uh, You're in this little boat in the big ocean. You feel small. You feel vulnerable and um, not only prone to getting hurt or, you know, to this um, threat. You feel threatened. But what if what if you drop your oars into the ocean? You say, oh, now I now in addition, I've lost my navigation system. Mm. And I don't know where to turn. I don't know what to do. So this is what we're going to dig into using the tarot as a springboard to ask those important questions. What is being asked of me? And what am I being invited to do in order to help navigate this in a co-creative fashion? You're not on your own. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and they will not force you to do anything. So we have to reach across, grab them by the hand and say, okay. And with that inner knowing, with that, the, we want to listen to that still silent voice, within, the still small voice, sorry. We want to listen to that still small voice and hear what that has to say. And hope that hopefully that will quell our fears. But mm. do you concur with all of that, Amy? Well, um, well of course, yeah, absolutely. And the, the thing that came to mind when you were talking about what mother said about all of us being present something that kind of occurred to me recently I was thinking about a time in my life that was very 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 painful and difficult and where I am in my life now is really beautiful I feel so grateful to be where I am now within myself the the ways that I found to address my own vulnerability to live in a way that's joyful rather than struggle and I really I feel so blessed and grateful to have found my way to this place and so looking back to a a time in my life that was so painful and so dark I felt myself reaching back to that part of myself and saying 
you're not just you're going to be okay, but you're going to get to this amazing place. Like just hang in there, mm -hmm. hang in there because it gets so much better. And that was a beautiful feeling to experience. And it also, I mean, I can only imagine things are going to keep getting better. And so there's probably a future self right now reaching back to me saying, Amy, like you think this is good. You don't know the half of it. Mm -hmm. Where I am now at 75 or whatever. Right. I mean, you can't even imagine it. It's so beautiful. So that idea that the parts of ourselves are calling us forward and holding us and um like holding that energy to to invite us towards i think that's really beautiful and that's a nice little thing to remember sometimes as well in those moments of vulnerability that wow when i look back to that other place i was in that i mean comparatively in a way was so much worse and, and so much harder and look how, how somehow i found myself to hear and so whatever vulnerability i'm in now somehow i'm gonna find myself find my way to the the stillness, the to the stillness. Or the, the joy or whatever it is that our soul is calling us to yes to as you know as we take that dark stormy ocean metaphor to the stillness beneath the, the, all of the activity all of the chaos the perceived chaos is happening on the surface but mm, as we yeah. as we sink into that stillness and the stillness being our inner wisdom yeah, it's, it's not just I need someone to give me the answers. I need to listen to this podcast and and get some inspiration that that's wonderful, you know, mm. and, I'm, and, and I and I'm happy about that co-creative process as well. Mm, mm. But as we. I got to use the word as we surrender, and this is not to say mm. succumb I, every now and then I want to bring this up. OK, when we say surrender, it is not to say submit. You are not submitting to a power more fierce. <clears throat> Excuse me. You are not submitting to a power more fierce than you. You are tapping into your own power as it as it extends from a higher power. Okay. Mm. So you're not submitting to something that is a, that has the potential to hurt you, harm you, or destroy you. Okay. You will not be destroyed by this in any sense of the definition no matter what the outcome of your situation is. And yes, I'm speaking of death here because that is merely transition, but let me move away from that. What you're being asked to do is to tap into that inner wisdom, the wisdom of your 75 year old self. Mm. The wisdom you haven't gotten acquainted with yet, but is still there within. It may be untapped potential, but it is there. Okay. It's real. And so you, you surrender in terms of, let me give up the struggle because I don't understand. And it doesn't work that way where you just ask um, point blank uh, how to navigate this, because this is important this time in your life. There's a lot mm -hmm. happening in the world. Um, we have COVID. There are um, evictions happening across the country and I assume around the world in, in response to the lack of movement in, in the job sector. So a lot of people are, are struggling in different areas of their lives. But how do we go into that stillness? How do we tap into that wisdom? Take a breath, pause, go into stillness. Reassure yourself that it will be okay because you have experience to draw upon. 
no matter what's been happening in my life, and, and many of you know my life has been rather challenging, but the fact is I've always landed on my feet, always. And I may have cried and stomped my foot and shaken my fist at the heavens and said, why are you doing this to me? All of that took place, I assure you. But in the end, you look back and you realize that what you were going through was growing pains. And so as we gain that spiritual maturity, we start to recognize a lot more readily, I'm going through a growth spurt and that's where we are. Okay, this is the vulnerable aspect of that growth spurt, of that period of expansion mm. and stretching. You're, you're being stretched beyond what you believe is your limit. This is what yeah. the mind and the body tell you. Yes. Spirit has another answer. So let me, <laughs> let, you, let, me let you pick up on that and share your your, your depth of knowledge with that. I want to give a shout out to two things. Excuse me a moment. <laughs> Sorry, I just needed to clear my throat there. Um, so number one, as well, actually both of them, as always, number one, the nervous system. So we talk about stillness as a spiritual concept, which it is, but there is a physiological level to it in order to be still, in order to experience spiritual stillness, our nervous system has to be able to let go. And in order to let go, it needs to feel safe. Mm. So I think that sometimes there can be a, a little bit of a frustration with the difficulty in getting to that silent place. This kind of a sense of I've been really working hard on my spirituality and my faith and my trust and letting go and surrendering, but I, I just can't still my mind or I, I can't settle down into stillness. And the barrier there, I mean, there, there may be several. You, you may, as we've spoken about before, be hungry or tired. And actually you need to rest and eat before you start thinking about bigger spiritual uh, activities. But fundamentally, the nervous system has to consent to that stillness. It has to be willing to let go of its hypervigilance, of its kind of focus on solving problems. And in order to, that, to do that, it needs to feel safe. And so I'd like to invite the listeners to consider that the, the route to this kind of spiritual experience is, is very much through the body, through the okay. nervous system mm -hmm. and soothing ourselves when we feel um, activated or we feel vulnerable, we feel frightened, the first port for me, this is what I've learned and, and what has really made a big difference to me is that my first port of call now is my body. How can I bring comfort to my body and my emotions, like really basic human self. And when that human self feels safe and feels responded to and nurtured, then it opens the way for this communion, the connection, the stillness, because it, it knows that it's safe. So that's, that's one thing. And the other thing that I want to give a shout out to is support. So something that I've started doing recently when difficult situations come up is that I pause and I say, who can support me with this? Mm. And then I think carefully because it, it's wonderful to feel that life is supporting you, but you still need to be a little bit strategic about it. If you go to the wrong person for support, it can end up being um, 
kind of a little bit of a harmful experience because then you experience, you know, you go in need and then you a difficult lesson. It can be a lesson. Yeah. Not always. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that can actually be very vulnerable to reach out to somebody vulnerably for support and to find that they're the wrong person and they don't have it and they don't respond in it. I mean, if they respond kindly and they say, I, I would so love to help you, but I can't, but maybe I could help you. You know, like there, there, are, there are different ways. They can ways be polite about, about it, but the experience can still sting in terms yeah, of looking for be. this and I got this and I didn't get what I wanted and I feel hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's important to be strategic about who you ask and oh, to realize that, you know, they also have their own life and they may or may not be able to support you and so on. So those are the disclaimers. Right, right. The fundamental principle is I'm in a challenging situation and I, I don't know what to do with it. So in previous times, I would, you know, I, I would have kind of collapsed in some, in some of the situations that I've been in recently. But what I've done is take a pause and think, okay, and again, I want to mention the nervous system here, because when the nervous system is activated by threat, it wants immediate action. It wants to do, it doesn't matter if it's a, a useless action, it just wants action because it wants to kind of dispel the, the stress and anxiety it feels. So the pause is absolutely essential here to not go with the instinct to kind of fight back or run away or whatever, to cultivate the ability to withstand that desire to react immediately, just to take that little pause. And this is a way to do it actually, to say who can support me. And then you have to start thinking, what is the need that I've got? Who's got the resources that can meet that need? Mm-hmm. So, um, and, let's, and let's bring in the word comfort too. It doesn't yeah, matter how absolutely. old you are, we all need comfort at some point. We do. And that sometimes comfort. that's the support you need. You exactly. need somebody to say, I'm with you. I'm going to be here with you through this. And no matter what happens, I'm going to be here to support you. And sometimes that's all you need. So you reach out for that support, whether it's something practical, whether it's comfort, whether it's just somebody to listen and care. And it then can what be I found intellectual, is intellectual, it can be emotional, it absolutely. can be moral support, it can be, it can be monetary support. It yeah, all absolutely. Of these it can be information, information. And, and yeah. it may be someone that you approach. Um, where you say, you know, can you support me in some way, in this way? And what if that person says, you know what, I'm not able to do that. But here's, here's what I know about you. I trust mm. you. And I know yeah, yeah. that you're going to be okay. Yeah. This is difficult, but I know mm. you're going to be okay. And you know what, sometimes just hearing that. Yeah. Can offer the comfort that you need. Yeah. And it, we're kind of circling back to co-creation here a little bit. We get the impulse to reach out for the support. What comes back might not be what we expect, but chances are good. If, you know, if we've taken the time to feel where we're being led to ask for the support, chances are good that it's going to be exactly what we need, irrespective mm-hmm. of whether it's what we expect. So um, I've, I found this to be a complete game changer absolute like I reach out to whoever it is and I say listen can you give me this information can you do this can you whatever and they say here you go or I can't but ask this person and then I do that and then I feel so strong because again (laughs) we're back to the nervous system which just is at the root of everything our nervous systems have evolved to interdepend we have evolved to feel safe through connection with other people Mm -hmm. And when you're on a spiritual path, that's, that's, there's another level to that, but on the base, because we, of course, we rely on the divine in a, in a kind of deeper way, but on the level of being a human being, our nervous systems have literally evolved over hundreds of thousands of years 
to find safety in our connections with others. And there is a raft of research that shows that nothing comforts us as much as connection with another human being. Nothing makes us feel more safe. Nothing makes us healthier. Nothing makes us thrive in the way that feeling safely connected to other people does. That's just, this is just a simple fact of our existence. There's nothing that is hard about it. it. Human. Mm-hmm. That's how we're exactly, hardwired. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. And so in these experiences that I'm mentioning that I've had recently, I have felt once I've reached out for the support and I've got it, or even actually sometimes it's just the reaching out. Sometimes that's, even if the, sometimes once I've reached out, I realize I didn't even need any support. It was the choice, the acknowledgement that there is support available to me in the world and the, the kind of the choice to reach out for that rather than think I have to fix this on my own. That is sometimes an excellent the, point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that can be the game changer on its own. Right there. And then my nervous system is at peace because it feels like I am safe because I'm connected to other people who will be there for me. There's no danger because I'm connected. Mm-hmm. And then I go back to the tricky situation. I'm strong. I'm clear. Mm-hmm. I'm respectful, but I don't take any nonsense from anybody. I have a, a couple of people that, you know, they tried to kind of, uh, you know, they were pulling some dodgy moves. So I just okay. stood firm. I just stood firm. And in both two situations in particular, I'm thinking of, and in both cases, they worked out beautifully. And I felt so strong after having dealt with this difficulty that came to me and that's an exponential thing i've now experienced what happens when you approach a difficulty in this way so i feel even more safe in the world because i know now that any difficulty that comes to me in the future mm-hmm. i have a rock solid system for addressing it remaining conscious remaining calm not like melting down and needing to whatever watch tv for 3 days or something which mm-hmm. I've done in the past, you know, there have been things that have come and they've just triggered me so much that I've shut down for days yes. at a time. Oh, I've done that. Yeah, and yeah, I, get, I think that we there all were times have. I got rather catatonic. And yes. I didn't even turn the TV on. I just sat there. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the mm-hmm. nervous system in crisis. It's overwhelmed. And so these little strategies, just such a simple question, who can support me with this? Who can, I mean, even if you sat there, in your catatonic state and ask yourself that for half an hour, you know, you'd be out of it in no time because it's practical. It's something that, you can do. That's the thing. The, the fear of reaching out can often be far more frightening than the potential outcome of the situation. It's that yeah, stepping right. out of that isolated, isolated position you've taken uh, in response or in reaction to your situation. Oh, I'm all alone. I'm, I'm vulnerable this is going to hurt me. This is going, this will destroy me. I'm going to lose Mm. everything. I'm not going to get what I want. Whatever your fear is facing that is far more frightening than planting your feet on the ground afterwards and looking back and wow, I made it. It's Mm. okay. Yeah. It's maybe it looks similar to what I pictured. Maybe it doesn't Mm. in my situation. What I want is something completely different from everything I've known. And that could be putting a tall order on myself. Well, then if that's what you want, then you have a lot to let go of. Mm, and so yeah. after, after our talk about co-creation, you know, you're all jazzed up. Like, yeah, that's what I want. I'm willing to do anything. I'm willing to do anything. But when you get into those smaller moments of mm. the fear, the anxiety, the, 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 the questioning, 
that ceaseless questioning of the mind and and the the nagging, I will say, the nagging of the reactive self. What are you doing? What do you mean you're going to be in co-creation? You're letting go. What do you mean you're not going to be in control? Nope, I'm letting go. Mm. and and then there's a part of you that says what am I thinking no let me let me find those oars so I can row this boat in a way that I think is appropriate or that matches my fantasies which is Mm. that's a dangerous way to go Uh, (laughs) but you get the point you know it's not about um adhering to some kind of uh criteria that you've set as to what makes you feel safe uh and I and I love this saying that and I haven't said it in a long time that we can set up our our hopes our expectations our attachments we can be quite conscious of those things but that's that's the thing about growth is helping you rise above those things those things are what's causing you the angst okay and so rising above those is going to be as difficult as you allow it to be in terms of letting go of those attachments those expectations and letting go of whatever image has been conjured in your mind as to, as to what guarantees safety. Okay. So this is about stretching and learning more about yourself than anything. And the phrase that I like to pull out of my bag of funnies every now and then is the universe has no obligation whatsoever to meet your fantasies. <laughs> it has no obligation <laughs> and, and and but we seem to keep trying to force it to or demand mm. that it does and we make yeah. all these demands and we pout you know yeah. and that's yeah. that's the that's the reactive so like I said we stomp our feet we shake our fists <laughs> in the and then the first thing we ask is what did I do to deserve this you're always going to turn it around to being a victim what did I do to deserve this you did nothing to deserve this nothing is being mm. done to you yeah you are being shown you are being invited Mm. to step up to a higher level to shift into a a a much higher paradigm a way of thinking a way of being and to grow into the trust and faith that you were born with but that life Mm. and and all those experiences on the stormy ocean look at what it's shown you look at what you've grown to believe about it how you've how you've grown spiritually and as an adult and then let it go. Don't worry. The worry, Jesus would call it worryment, a a (laughs) word. And that's one of my favorite words from him, but worry gets you nowhere. All you're doing, uh, tagging right along with Amy, all you're doing is taxing your nervous system, your central nervous Mm. system. You're not giving your parasympathetic nervous system a chance to get in there and soothe the active nervous system. You're not, if you're not um, engaging in serious self-care, if you, mm. if you can't stop and pause, it's all about the pause. What's happening? What am I doing? Well, I'm in full-blown reaction. Mm. And if you need to be emotional, go ahead. But you have to be able to pull back and say, okay, am I doing that thing again? Is this habitual, this reaction? Is this habitual behavior? Is this a reflexive reaction where I always kind of go down this road? You know what? Maybe this time I'll pause, I'll stand still, and I'll pick a new direction because that's what's that's what this is all about. We're all being guided into a new direction. And much of it is unfamiliar. And it's certainly scary. I can attest to that. Mm. It's certainly scary. But I, I think there's pr- so much promise in the newness of it. 
Because if you feel like I do, ladies and gentlemen, I'm kind of sick of the old. I'm kind of kind of tired of it. It's not most of it is not even satisfying. Mm, I want something yeah. new. Yeah. That's that's where I am. And and so we want to take you along with us, ladies and gentlemen. If you're in the throes of a situation where you need that comfort, uh, where you need that reassurance, that's what we that's what we're here to offer you. So we're going to get into yeah. that now. That's right. And uh, we're gonna look, we're gonna focus specifically on vulnerability because this is a thing that makes it really hard to stay on this path of willingness. It's easy to sit in your beautiful meditation and say, yes, I'm willing. Let's co-create. I'll show up in whatever way you want me to. Mm-hmm. And then when the divine says, okay, the way you're going to show up is you're not going to know where you're living. You're not going to know this, go. this, 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 or this. And then this thing that you hoped was going to happen is not going to happen. You're like, mm, not sure this is what I signed up for that's when the vulnerability kind of steps in. So that's what we really want to address today. Mm -hmm. So we are going to, mm -hmm. while there may be safety nets present, you will not be able to see them, beloved one. Exactly. Exactly. You must trust us. You must let's, let's do the, we can use stepping stones or we can use swinging from vine to vine in this beautiful lush jungle uh, with crocodiles in the moat, you know, kind of that (laughs) video game from the eighties, but you know, you're, trust is to grab onto that and to trust when to let go of one vine, grab onto the nut, the other, and keep moving forward and not allow a sense of a false sense of defeat to overwhelm you. Mm. That's what I think. I'd like to share something. And um, if that's okay, that, that mm-hmm. really, it was a very paradoxical experience, but it's been very profound. So I had a car accident about, just over a month ago, I was driving and the road was uh, was pretty slippy and I lost control of my car, spun across several lanes, like turned around, the car was on its side at one point, apparently it was pretty dramatic. And then I landed and I didn't wow. really see any of this happening. Like, I don't know if I closed my eyes or my brain just kind of shut my optic nerve down. I don't know. I didn't visually kind of see what was happening. I had a vague sense that I was crashing but I kind of like came to again as the car stopped. I just kind of bumped my shoulder on the window and that was it. So my car was written off completely. And yet I was completely unhurt, completely unhurt. And the more I think about it, the more I realize that if any number of variables had been very, very, very slightly different, I could have been killed. I could have been horrifically injured. I might've hit somebody else's car and they might've been hurt. Like there are just so many other ways that it could have gone, but the way that it went was my car, which I was having a lot of issues with anyway, actually, and was probably on its last legs. Um, we talked about it when we first met you, you, you have this yes. awesome car to work on and with your exactly. mechanic. You yeah, my beautiful car. I did so much work in that engine and it was still yes. giving me problems. So I think it was really, you know, and, and you, mean, uh, it, it was, it was, we thought it was terrific, but apparently your soul had other plans. It's like, no, you're not going to work on this forever and ever. We need you yes. to work on something new. Wow. And so, so no was... other cars were involved in this. You didn't smash into anybody. No. Okay. No. And I hit a barrier and like bash the barrier, uh, like miles out of place, but I hit the end of the barrier. So it was, it had the room to move. If I'd hit it slightly further along, I would have hit it full impact and my yes. car would have absorbed 
or the impact rather than the impact going into the barrier moving and I mean, I flattened like a, ma- a big metal pole, like right into the ground. And oh, it was really Good Lord, low. Amy. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing there? I know, I know. Well, I didn't I know. know it was this bad. You said you were in an accident and then and I asked if you were hurt and you said not at all. Yeah. Excellent. It, okay. So, <laughs> yeah. And many people, when I've actually described it to them, have, have had a similar reaction. Like, oh, Amy, you said you were fine. So I assumed it was like a little bump. No, it was like on the Christmas. Yeah, I'm not, car, I wasn't expecting On two wheels this. at one point. Like it was dramatic but I felt completely safe so I kind of woke up I thought okay I've crashed my car I'm fine got out of the car surveyed the damage somebody helped me to kind of he kind of held the barrier out of the way as I drove the car out I couldn't drive the car any further because like the wheel was all off kilter and yeah uh, yeah the car was clearly um, a write-off and I, I felt I felt really fine and I thought, well, maybe the shock is going to set in later. I didn't really think it would because I really genuinely did feel fine. And then, you know, there was stuff to, I had to tell the police the car was on the side of the road and contact the insurance, all this kind of practical stuff. And then once all of that was done and I was at home in bed, I mean, this was like 1030 at night when all of this happened. So it was pretty late. My goodness. Um, yeah. And I, I got home and I thought, you know, so the car has been taken away from me and that feels fine. And my life has been left with me. And because of the nature of the accident, it, there were just even leading up, even the reason that I was there on the road at that time was yeah. there was a, you know, 10 coincidences leading up to that. So it was all kind of a little bit strange. And I thought they, as I call the divine, they have decided they have done this and they have left. They have decided that they want me alive because if they wanted me dead, I would have been dead. If sure. it had served the world more for me to have died in that accident, I would have died. No question. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I'm still alive means they have chosen for me to be alive. And what kind of follows that from that is everything that happens to me is because they want it to happen. So what is there to be afraid of? Like I went to this thing with a friend of mine. It's like a treetop adventure thing where you climb, kind of jump off okay. trees and there's like zip lines and zip all lines, things. Yeah. yeah, all that kind of stuff. And like, as I went from kind of tree to tree and jumped off things and all of this, I just had this overwhelming sense of safety. Like I am being held. There is nothing that's going to happen to me that is not the choice of this loving energy that's holding me right now. Mm-hmm. There is, even if I fall off this tree and break my legs, somebody that loves me has decided that that's going to happen. So what is there for me to be afraid of? Like this car accident has been a game changer for my life. I feel so safe because I had the experience, or at least I, this is how I perceive it. The experience of that kind of unbeatable power in a sense, this power that will always have its way. It will always prevail. And that power loves me. So Mm -hmm. what is there for me to be scared of? what could possibly hurt me there just there, there isn't anything and and that's a very profound ultimate you know conclusion to draw um your soul says well you need this experience amy and the divine yeah. comes in and says all right yeah. we will we will support you through this experience mm. and and help you to see what you've gotten out of it and hopefully open your eyes to that instead of you know because you you could have just said you know my car's totaled mm. and and gone you know in down that negative path mm. 
you could have gone all negative, but you didn't. You, for me, I, I would, uh, I would surmise that in that experience, time slowed down for you. Mm. And you really got to feel your true essence that mm. this car yeah. spinning around and, and crashing into things. Um, but it, you were, you were, you experienced the profound stillness within that experience. Yeah. And that gives you a real um, North star. It's like mm. a North star or a mile mm. marker to which you can keep your sights on no matter what. Yeah. And we've both been through some pretty touchstone. We've been through some pretty scary stuff, but, but some things keep reminding us and reinforcing you are safe. Yeah. You are safe. Yeah. So, okay. So let's get on to our reading. So we've got four cards as I think we have had each time so far. Mm-hmm. And we're going to begin with, the kind of the center of all this the way in which our willingness to be vulnerable in this particular way to be so open to the divine on a moment by moment basis how this serves how this serves the collective so that's the first card and then we're going to look at how we are asked to take care of ourselves within this choice within the choice to live in this vulnerable way then we're going to move to how the collective takes care of us within uh you may be able to hear me shuffling the cards um how the collective takes care of us within that choice because obviously it's a two-way thing we're signing up to serve and so there's you know there's a our offering is reciprocated and then finally we're going to look at what we are invited to let go of in order to be able to show up in this way and serve in this way because if I don't know if we want to feel really like safe in a really human way and know what's going to happen every week from now until we die that's not compatible with uh, with co-creating it's just not just there are certain things that as human beings we have to choose to set aside in order to show up in this way so that's constantly trying to revive or resuscitate a false sense of security that's been on life exactly. for so long and you just yeah. can't you just can't make yeah. that shift but this is with what's happening in the world and what's happening with everyone individually is asking you to you know not keep trying to revive that that shift to yeah, something that's right to shift to a new way of thinking a new way of um approaching situations yes, yes. Mm-hmm. yeah and when, when we choose that on whatever level we choose it, then the things show up, you know, the car accident that paradoxically makes you feel safe shows up or whatever the experience might be that those uh, support comes. Yes. And as funny as that sounds, it's, it's quite real. And because of the reality of it, that solidifies yeah, your perspective yeah. on that sense of safety. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. It goes from, from being something conceptual, it goes to something that your body understands. And that's real understanding. When your body accepts it as a reality, that's very different from your mind kind of uh, understanding like that, you know, that it makes sense or. I like how you say that if your body accepts it. Yeah. Because we usually yeah. focus on, you know, what the mind does, but if your body, I like that. Let's go with that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so I am going to lay the cards out in just a couple of seconds. Here we go. And Charlotte, do you have your cards there? I do. Beautiful. Okay, so card number one, how does our willingness to be 
vulnerable in this way serve the collective four of pentacles and that's on the top in the center card number two how are we asked to take care of ourselves within this choice to be vulnerable five of cups reversed that's on the left hand side next card how does the collective take care of us within our choice to be vulnerable and show up in this way four of cups and then at the bottom the last card what are we invited to let go of in order to serve in this way ten of pentacles okay so let's so recap. Just, mm -hmm, recap. Yeah. The first card, and that's we're doing a four cards, but and I because I want to um do this along with you when I invite the listeners mm -hmm. to do the same. So in mm -hmm. the upper left, we're doing a four-card spread. In the upper so left, it's more of a diamond. It's more of a diamond. A diamond? Oh, it's, good. Actually, it's more of like it's it's more of like a bowl with something in it. <laughs> so it's kind of it's pretty much in the shape of a diamond. And at the top we have this uh how does this serve? And then the three cards that kind of hold hold that okay so on the, on the left again that mm -hmm. was four of pentacles was first yes mm -hmm. then on the left we have the five of cups reversed reversed okay mm -hmm. and then the four of cups yeah that's and then on the, the right hand side right hand side and then the ten of pentacles mm -hmm. okay. yeah that's right so the first thing I want to point out is um, that there are, these are all cards for anybody who's familiar with the tarot. They're cards from the minor arcana, which deal more, they're the, the ones with the four suits, similar to playing cards, which deal more with the kind of day-to-day -day experiences of life rather than the, the more archetypal energies, which are dealt with by the major arcana. So the significance of that for me is, is that this really is, these are human questions. This is the overall topic is very spiritual, but the, the need here is a human need. The, the, what needs addressing is, is the human part of us. Right. And we have water and we have earth. So pentacles is earth and water is, uh, cups are the elements of water. So we have no air and no fire. We have these more solid kind of tangible elements which in the tarot, in the tarot, they're both feminine. I know in other systems, um, earth can be masculine. In the tarot, it's, it's considered feminine. So uh, yeah, there's a tangibility rather than the sort of the air and the fire, which are more ethereal or more of the mind, more conceptual. So um, Interesting. ready to get going? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so question number one, how does our willingness to be vulnerable in this way, serve the collective. And my feeling, so this card, I'll just describe it briefly for anybody that, that can't see it. There's a man sitting on the edge of a city on kind of a block and he's, the pentacle is a, it's a, like a disc with a star on it, a five pointed star. And he's holding one in front of his torso. There's one above his head and his, his feet are both resting on one. So there are four of them and they are covering the almost the gateways through which we connect with things outside of ourselves. So he's covering his heart, he's covering his head and he's covering his feet. 
connection to the mm. earth, connection to others, connection to the divine. And so it's very much a card of, I want to do this myself. I want to keep my own resources. I want to make my own plants. Just go, go away. I feel vulnerable. I don't want you to come near me. There's the, the fear in there. And my feeling, because the question we're answering here is about how our willingness serves. My sense is that we, as the people who have kind of undertaken to, to do this sort of difficult, beautiful journey, we kind of lead the way for the collective. So mother has talked about the ways that our choices affect the collective. She gave an example during School of Love of smiling and that for some of us, it's very easy to smile in all sorts of situations, mm -hmm. but for other people, it might be much harder. And for the person that it's difficult for when they find themselves in a situation where actually they say, no, you know what? I am going to smile because it feels good. And then they kind of overcome that resistance and they smile the energy of their choice ripples out and then somebody else somewhere in the world finds it easier to overcome their resistance to smiling and they let that beautiful genuine smile and then maybe somebody across the road sees it and thinks oh that's nice and then that changes their mindset and then they're kinder to the next person they meet or whatever so there's this uh, there's the ripple effect both on the practical uh, physical level where you see my smile and 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 you smile or vice versa and on the energetic level where somebody just somewhere in the collective could be on the other side of the world is affected by the energy of our choice. We have kind of opened a little gate that they can now step through by mm -hmm. opening the gate and stepping through it ourselves. We allow others to now step through that same gate. So my feeling with this card is that, I mean, we're all human beings, all of us, and, and more of us are kind of grounded in that sort of primal humanity than our connecting with this sort of spiritual uh, energy that we are talking about. So those of us in the minority that are choosing to make these kind of scary choices to co-create and to be open and to be willing to be in the vulnerability of that, we are contributing that energy into the collective. And it just makes it that little bit easier for other people to do it. Mm. So it's like a catalytic effect. Definitely. And in the card behind him is an entire community that he's got his back to. That's right. That's exactly right. what we were talking about. And what you're saying yes. now is yeah. he's trying not to tap into those resources, wants to do it all himself. Like we were saying, yes. the isolative effect of, yes. I want to do this on my own. I have all the answers or I want it a certain way. I need it to be yeah. a certain way in order to feel yeah. safe. But mm. your soul can can really open your eyes to, no, there are other ways that will give you an even a more increased sense of safety proof that yes. you're safe, not even yes. that false image and that false sense of security. I was alluding to a few minutes ago. Yeah. And that's a beautiful way to put it, Charlotte, a beautiful way to put it for most of us human beings. We seek safety and things that don't guarantee safety. I mean, you buy a house and that's beautiful and you feel safe. And then there's like a wildfire or hurricane and your mm -hmm. house is gone. Mm -hmm. So if, if that's where your safety is, suddenly you've got no safety anymore. It's not, you know, I mean, most houses don't blow down or burn down, but still it's it, to some extent, there is a false sense of security. Whereas when you place your security in love, in the divine, that that's a real source of security. So yeah, by making the, by us making these choices, we are allowing 
other people to then make that shift from the the more illusory safety to the more lasting safety yes and that's a that's a huge topic in and of itself but but just to mm. just to reiterate that um that that the true safety is in knowing your source and knowing where you're from and so these life experiences down here in 3d can you know shatter some of those illusions and um reinforce the the stronger ones the more reliable ones so to anyone yeah. who has had an experience because i know quite a few people who have had um traumatic experiences with regard to their mm. home and the safety that it provides mm. and having to rearrange or having to accept the fact that well my family's alive the possessions mm. we need to let go of our attachment to the possessions but anyway mm. yeah um this is this is fascinating how it it goes right in with what we were saying with the flow of the yeah and energy. i'm also i'm i was expecting something here about how um i don't know something more personal something more to do with us but actually this is it's the opposite it's well i mean I, the question is how does it serve so i guess it is it is answering that um well that's uh, my tendency to try to well just to remind the listeners we've talked about it before when you've had a childhood where um, I want to put it the way you put it. I, oh, here's the thing. I, I let Amy give me a reading recently. So I'm going to let you put it the way I'm going to put it the way you put it, where you said in my childhood environment, there, the people there were not taking responsibility for their actions. Mm. What that teaches us as children is that we, it's all up to us. Yes. And if we want something, we have to get it ourselves. We have to yeah. uh, procure that ourselves. Uh, in my case, in the case of many other people who are listening, if you want clothing, you have to go get a job. Mm. You know, you have to go find a way to make some money, babysitting, the paper route, you know, mowing lawns, whatever you have to do. But if there's something, a need that needs to be fulfilled, then you either learn to fulfill it yourself or you learn to do without. You know, mm. or in some cases yeah. you become a professional extortionist but that's another talk <laughs> but, but yeah, it, and it does happen mm -hmm. when you've come by things in that way when it's been a struggle and it's been difficult then of course you don't want to let them go of course you want to guard them closely like this guy is doing in the card you want to hold on to them really tight they were hard to come by you struggled you don't want to have to go through that again so you, right. you develop this clinging which is very understandable and very I mean, it's very adaptive from a human perspective. It's very adaptive to to hold tightly to the things that ensure your survival or your well-being, and moving to the spiritual. I mean, my car is another great example here. So I lost that car, and then the car I have now is like a thousand times better, a thousand times better in every respect. So they took away a car that didn't work, and they gave me a car that is beautiful, and I absolutely mm -hmm. love. Like you know, they take something away to make space to give you something better. And, and you that wouldn't is, have, it wouldn't have occurred to you to give one up to go get another or correct. You correct. were fine. You were, you were content yeah. with what you had, but, yes. but this, yeah, I thought if I lose this car, oh my God, how, you know, how will I cope? I yes. couldn't believe how well I coped without a car for a month. It was just, it was, oh, this is fine. I'm doing loads of walking. This is great. This is so <laughs> that's when you're, when you're clinging, you're afraid. What will happen to me if I lose this? I'm frightened, so I'm going to cling on to this. And when you perceive it as a flow of spirit, you say, this came to me from spirit. Spirit will take it away. Spirit will give me something else. It will be something better. It will be what I need. Mm -hmm. And not, it's, when we say better, it's, 
important to not let our minds jump onto that because what our minds think is better is is uh you know to just not go there and just say whatever comes you know i trust i trust i trust how about more suited yeah because yeah, as we yeah. evolve we may our needs may change or you know mm, those things mm. so as we evolve the needs evolve and then the solutions evolve yeah. and the directions from which they come all that yeah. all that yeah okay all right so that is card number one now yeah. we're moving on to the cups um so on the left how are we asked to take care of ourselves within this choice to be vulnerable and the five of cups shows i'll just describe it for those who mm. who are not looking at it right now so there's a figure it looks female she's wearing a long cloak and her head is is bowed and we kind of see her kind of from the side or kind of a little bit from behind she's standing near a river and she's looking down at three cups which are knocked over on the ground with liquid coming out of them and behind her are two cups which are standing upright and cups in the tarot represent emotion essentially emotion love connection those kinds of things so she is focusing on the three that have been knocked over and currently she's not looking at the the two that are still upright and th this is in the when the card is upright so in our case it's reversed and so her focus actually shifts not to what she's lost but to what is still there or what has come what's been given to her okay. so the invitation with this card is actually to be quite pragmatic so it's about how to take care of ourselves within the vulnerability and i think it's very much what you said earlier charlotte about looking at what's happened to us so we say that was a really painful time but look where it, look what it got me because i went through that look what i came to look what i learned about myself look at the joy i was able to experience look at the beautiful person i met look at the beautiful car i was given whatever it happens to be so that when we're in that moment of vulnerability and we think oh my god what's going to happen to me we can get kind of practical and say okay last time i felt like this it was scary i was uncertain i didn't know what was happening and then this thing happened it may have taken a while it may have taken 10 years who knows it may have taken 20 or 50 but it was a process. I was in that process at that time. And the mm -hmm. process was important to get me to this beautiful place that I'm so happy to be. And then of course the process continues and things don't stay the same. But if we really look at our lives, then we can find, we can find the meaning or we can find the pattern. Things are taken away in order to create space for things to then come, things that we need, <clears throat> excuse me and and that's called transformation yeah that's and right. it's not always quick it is gradual mm -hmm. it can mm -hmm. extend longer periods of time than you would want prefer or anticipate but that's what's happening that's really what we're talking about the, how the fear of the unknown leads us through the door of transformation into a greater expression of ourselves and this is a fantastic depiction Oh, yeah. yeah. And something that's actually really important to mention about this card, because this card really is about grief. It's about the grief of loss. Yeah. And loss can be anything, can be a person, can be a possession, can be a part of ourselves that we lose. And it might be a part of ourselves that we were desperate to lose and we couldn't wait to get rid of it. But now that it's gone, there's just that little moment of yes. honoring where we've been and honoring the difficulty or the joy or whatever it is that we've now let go of or that we're in the process of letting go of. That takes time. And 
when something is taken away, it's not really always in our best interest to immediately have the next thing because we need some time sometimes to come to terms with that loss. And then when we've really come to terms with it and integrated it, then we're ready to move. It's like with a relationship. Mm -hmm. If you end one relationship and immediately go into another, there's just a ton of unprocessed stuff that you bring into the next one. And then you're all focused on the next one. So you don't really have time to go back and do that processing and you get overloaded. Your nervous system's got too much stuff going on. So you have to come to balance significant change. You have to come back to some sort of balance. Yes, within yourself. You need to kind of just process process the experience and that i think that's where sometimes we we start fighting we start resisting and we think well hang on a second you know this isn't really what i signed up for you've taken this thing away but you haven't given me anything in in uh, in return and so on but um what we are being given is a chance to rest and reflect and we need it we need it and the next thing will be given but we need to really appreciate that we're being given time to integrate an experience before we move on to the next one. So in terms of the question of how we take care of ourselves, there's the recognition that we're part, we're, we're in a process from one thing to another, and that it's not that we've been abandoned. It's just part of the process of transformation and change, but also that we allow ourselves to grieve in whatever way we need to or celebrate or whatever it happens to be Mm -hmm. that we recognize that from point a to point b there is a space in between and that it's we need that space it's not that we're being deprived or and to be honest this is really useful for me to hear because i'm in a lot of uncertainty at the moment certainly Mm -hmm. um it's it's important to remind ourselves that what we're being given is time we're being given time and opportunities to learn something, feel something, experience something before we move on to the next kind of form, as it were. So and those for are me, the two. And for me, the mm-hmm. listeners know uh, I, I am a huge fan of thoroughness and I'm a huge fan of efficiency. And mm. for me, those opportunities, I welcome them because I get to look at my situation or myself that much more deeply thoroughly and not leave a stone unturned you know it doesn't mean i doesn't mean i approach every situation every time this way but that's where i am right now where i want to overturn every stone and do my normal thing of analyzation um my my process is more observation analyzation integration application that's the process mm. I take myself mm. through when I'm working through something like this. And I try to do it as, as consciously as possible. Um, mm. If you, you want to write that down, I know I said that rather quickly. It's observation, analyzation, integration, application. So it, it, that's my definition for wisdom. So I want to take everything I can. Mm. I want to glean everything I can from this experience to take with me. Because those are the things of mm. value, not what I've lost. Mm. You know, I, I can't help myself, but, you know, of course, Miracle says, you know, what's real cannot be threatened. Mm, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And, it, and it's not real. It does not exist. So. Yeah. Helps. So I have a, a similar, a similar process, except for me, it's on the level of feeling. Mm-hmm. My mind can go a million miles an hour, but my body is slow. My feelings are slow. Mm. And 
when something happens, then I immediately want something else to happen. You know, I immediately want, like, I want this to be sorted. I want whatever. I want something. But actually what I need every single time, and I'm always so grateful that I get it, is I just need time to feel. What does this feel like? What's it bringing up? What comfort do I need? What, like, so it's the same process that you go through, except on the feeling level. That's and I, fascinating. I absolutely need that. Like I had a something that I was really hoping for recently, a place that I thought I was going to be living. And then I found out that it wasn't going to happen. And I felt okay about it. I felt calm, but I, I recognized this little human bit of me was going to need just a little, just a little moment to process it. So I got in the bath and I just spent a little bit of time in the feeling, just, just, just feeling it universe. Do you really love me? Like you haven't given me this thing and I don't know when it's coming. Do you mm -hmm. care about me? And then asking those questions was just what I needed. And then I thought, yeah, it does. Life loves me. And then I got out of that bath and I've moved on. But I just needed that little moment in there to be with those soft feelings. Just needed yeah. that little process. So, um, yeah, so this card is, I guess, really inviting us to embrace that. So when it feels like nothing is happening, that's when we start to really get antsy. But we need to remember that it's not that nothing is happening. We're being given an opportunity to just feel or analyze or whatever way that we like to approach these things. Mm -hmm. We're being given time to, to be with the process. And, and I there's like something mm -hmm. No, go ahead. Go ahead. And there's something really valuable within that time. We don't know what it is, but we, when we look back, we will know hundred percent. We will know why we were given that extra space in between. Yes. I wanted to support and reinforce what you're saying about your perspective of, you know, the body, right? Um, mm. One of the best ways to pause is to bring the five senses in. You mm, can say, yeah. this is how you ground yourself. Okay. If you're all over the place emotionally, you're freaking out. You don't know what's going to happen. You've got fear of the unknown, fear of loss, fear of not getting what you want, uh, fear of embarrassment. You know, we, we have that, all, all of us. We have the mm. fear, fear of... Um, how we're, how we're perceived in the eyes of others, you know, certainly that's all part of it. But mother says, use the five senses. Mm. What does this look like? What does it feel like? What is, mm. what are you hearing? What are you feeling? What are you sensing? Bring it, rein it all in, rein it all in, solidify yeah. it and, and regroup so that yeah. you can redirect. So, mm. yeah, it's bringing that animal self in. Yes. The animal self that wants to pull us off this path because it doesn't like it. It's bringing it in and saying, come along safe i've got you be part of it but without reacting to the animalistic instinct that says i'm in danger yeah here. when unless yeah, you're exactly. in really real danger like you know yeah we yeah. always say well, you know a car, is, a car is heading right for you at you know 60 miles an hour mm, that's danger mm, okay yeah. you're not in danger if you're in in a transformative process yeah you're not in yeah. physical danger so that's certainly a different type of fear but um, yeah, it's just, I mean, we could go on and on with this, but bring this <laughs> we could, in, we could pause, regroup, redirect, and, and know that your soul has you. Yeah. And I appreciate rather than say, for God's sake, why are you not doing this thing that I want? Say like, thank you for this time. I don't really know why, but you know, you clearly given right. it to me for a reason because you love me. So let me use it well. Maybe nothing's happening. So I'm going to go to the garden for an hour going to get in the bath. I'm going to read a book, like going to call a get friend in nature, exercise, yeah, call, yeah. whatever, just, just 
just pass the time lovingly towards yourself don't beat yourself up because something's not happening yet exactly the spirit's going to say well well beloved we're cooking something else up for you yeah 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 so you might as well take this time to yeah Yeah. here's a good book and a a comfy room exactly exactly go relax yeah yeah which is the opposite of what our nervous system wants when we don't know what's happening fight or flight absolutely fight flight or freeze don't do any of those yeah so i think we need to expand that to fight flight freeze or like go to the spa for the day (laughs) self-care There you go. Yeah. I love it. Rest, rest, <laughs> fight flies, fight oh flies, freeze, or rest. Okay, let's Here we crack go. on. Yeah, we have to wrap up pretty soon. So, a uh, third card is looking from the opposite perspective. Now, how does the collective take care of us within uh, within the vulnerability that we kind of um, consent to, that we step into when we we live in this way? Mm. And here we have the Four of Cups. So. The picture shows a figure, um, let's call it a man, it could be either, sitting on a little hill with a tree, he's leaning against a tree or there's a tree behind him, and he's looking at three cups. So these, this, you know, the previous card was the five of cups, so these are, of course, very linked. Um, he's looking at these three cups, and he's sitting cross-legged, he's got his arms crossed, and he's really gazing at them. And then to, at his side there is a hand coming out of a cloud holding a cup offering it to him and the kind of traditional meaning because cups being water can be kind of a bit sentimental they like to hold on to things and so the traditional meaning of this card is to do with focusing on things that really it's time to let go of life is here trying to offer us something new and we're like no thanks life we don't even you know we're doing like covering our ears saying la 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 because we want this thing that we we have we don't want to let it go But I feel that the focus, because of the context here, is that no matter what is taken away, no matter what kind of fades or loses its luster or doesn't give us the same joy that it once did, something else is always given. So this figure is here looking at these three three cups and they're still upright. So in the next card, which is the five, they have been knocked over. Life has said, okay, you've had long enough now to to kind of be sentimental about these things. We're now taking them away. So that's the, in terms of the, you know, the cards outside of the context of a reading, that's sort of the progression. But currently in the four, they're still there. Whatever situation it is, hasn't really been taken away yet. It will be if we don't let it go voluntarily. Or in fact, I guess it being taken away is our soul consenting to it being taken away. Mm-hmm. But life already has the next thing lined up for us. Even while the situation is still there and is just getting ready to leave, the next thing is already lined up. There is no point where we are not known, held, provided for, noticed, cared for. Like we are never, ever left. We're never abandoned. We're always, what we need is always in the pipeline. Even before it's needed. Yeah. Even before it's needed. Like, I don't know. It's like you you have your beloved child and they're having breakfast and you're, you know, lunch is already cooked. Like as soon as they come back from playing at one o'clock or whatever, like their food is there. The Mm -hmm. shopping is in the, like just. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like everything that you need is plans out. 
there's never kind of a void, a gap where they're sitting up there like, oh, what should we give Charlotte next? I'm not really sure. Let's just leave her to just, you know, flounder for a month while we think about it. Like that doesn't happen. They know, they know, they know. It's not cruel. It's no, not and it really feels it sometimes, but it isn't. It isn't. Yeah. They're giving when we don't have what the thing that, well, when we feel like we don't have the thing. Right. Then, you know, you know, it's just. Mm-hmm. I was just going to refer back to the to the pause, but yeah, okay. the, the key thing is that we're always being provided for, always, 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 always. Mm, absolutely. Okay, I just want to add a little something, and uh, I'm reminded in this moment of. Um, for those who've been listening for a long time, I'm a, I'm heavily into symbology and dream interpretation. That was my first love. It started at four years old. And looking at these cards now, I'm reminded of my passion for interpreting symbols, right? And that's what the cards mm-hmm. are. They're all sim- it's symbologies. What we're using yeah. as a springboard here um, to get to the energy's present, which is a it's a fun process for me, actually. But I, I'm noticing something in the picture that I want to touch on um, that speaks truth to me. And so I'm sure that it will for you, Amy, and, and all of you listening. Um, behind this uh, gentleman on this smallish grassy knoll, there's a tree. A solid mm. tree with foliage, green foliage. There's a clear sky. And what this says to me symbolically, if I were interpreting a dream, what I would say, okay, he's not focusing on it. His arms are folded in a defiant posture, in a Mm. stubborn posture. His legs are also folded. That that means he's closed. He's not open to what is being offered from, let's say, the universe or the divine through the cloud. But behind him is a tree. Mm. And for me, trees are all about strength, stability, and wisdom. Mm. They're reaching up for the heavens and reaching up for that wisdom, for that divine guidance. They are stable. They are strong. They all started out as an acorn. Let's use an mm. reference. They all started out as an acorn. They all held within that acorn the potential. Okay. All that energy, like we were saying earlier, from the inner child to the higher self, all of that energy is contained within you now. Mm. That's here now. So you can tap into that now. And it doesn't matter what you prefer, what you had or this shiny new thing that's being offered and, and you just think it's not good enough or not mm. sufficient or doesn't meet your needs. Let, let your higher self determine what your needs are and how best to meet them. Cause there are so mm. many surprises in this process, but you know, again, you know, he's not focusing on it, but it's there. There yeah. is strength, there is stability, there is wisdom. There is higher knowledge. It, that's got his back literally because it's behind him yeah that's right and, you know something else about trees that occurred to me recently i was standing under an oak tree and looking at this tree and it suddenly occurred to me the branches were over reaching over my head and it suddenly occurred to me that the roots were extending underneath me to the same extent as the branches and so actually you're oh. being held from above and from below by the tree that's something else it's beautiful, isn't it? Yes. So this guy is also being held. The branches are coming over him and he's sitting on the roots. The roots are coming under him, holding him up. So again, it's that metaphor for life has got you. Life has got you. You're, you're held even if you don't see yeah. it or feel yeah. it. Exactly. This is great. And okay. <laughs> looking at these two fours together, we had the four of pentacles earlier and now we have the four of cups. And 
there's something very similar about them in that the two figures are saying no. They're saying no, thank you. I'll stick with what they I've both got. Are. Yeah. And that's if um, I, I really recommend to the listeners who are not familiar with the pictures to look them up, or I think Charlotte, you're going to have them on the. I will. Um, on the marquee, mm. the scrolling marquee will have the individual cards, but I will also upload a photograph of the four. And as you yeah, take perfect. a look, you have the number four, which is stability. Okay. Yes. You have the cups, which is emotion. You mm. have the, the one figure, the five, which is change. You have the yeah. three cups knocked over, the two behind him, but he's got his back turned to them. Mm. And the four mm. of cups, he's got his back turned to the wisdom and the horizon, so yeah. to speak. Something's being yeah. offered. He doesn't want to look at it. He wants to refuse it. Um, one's well, refusing to look and the other's refusing to receive. That um, I just want to add that that is the, the traditional meaning of the card. But I, my sense with the, the card in this particular context is more that is not so much because the question is how does the collective take care of us oh that's true mm -hmm. emphasize the perspective of what question even are we answering not, here yeah yeah so the the guy in the four of cups is looking at these three cups that are still there and he doesn't even necessarily perceive that there is a need for something different <clears throat> like your car and yet <laughs> exactly exactly and yet it's already being offered so the universe already kind of has this basically everything is lined up for us Yes. The needs that we don't even know that we have are already ready to be provided for. That's how the collective takes care of us. It knows our needs. It anticipates them and it prepares for them every yes. time. And, and even though we can oftentimes be focused on things because we are in a body, you know, mm, the, yeah. real, the real gift is the insight that we get, the self-knowledge, the self-awareness. Like, look what, we've, look what we've learned about ourselves in the past year and a half since COVID. Yeah. And Stop the world that, in its tracks. Yeah. The, uh, we, we also, like what that gives us then is the ability to connect more. When we learn more about ourselves, we learn more about our, our kind of like our needs. And then because we're more aware of those needs, we start finding ways to meet them. And so we're more fulfilled. So it's this beautiful process of um, kind of exp expansion of our joy. Expansion right. of our real, real, real needs being met rather than the, the kind of the fictional ones mm -hmm. that we spoke about before, the illusory ones. The illusory ones. Yeah. And, and look at the stages of growth and the, the, mm. the present here as well. The stages, um, we go yeah. from the fours to the five to the 10. And, and mm, mm. you know, imagine when it was appropriate, you learned how to tie your shoes. When it was yeah. appropriate, you learned algebra. Yeah. And, and yeah. when it's appropriate, you learn how to drive a car. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when it's appropriate to learn those lessons, that's when they come. Yeah. And so we have yeah. to give ourselves a break. We really do. Mm, well, let's, we do. let's get to the last card and summarize this. This is fascinating. Yes. So this one is pretty simple, actually. This, so the question to remind everybody is what we're mm -hmm. invited to let go of in order to, to really live in this way, to really show up in this way. And is basically human security, really. I mean, that's maybe uh, making it sound a bit scarier than it needs to be, but 
there's this card so it's the ten of pentacles and it the the image shows a family in in what looks like a fairly well-to-do kind of house they're they're out in the courtyard um it all looks a little bit kind of old money there are some kind of crests on the wall and the ten pentacles are arranged in the shape of the jewish uh the the, the tree of life from the kabbalah i was just noticing that yeah and so the card represents it's almost like when stability has turned to stagnation it's just too secure it's too comfortable it's not that lovely comfort where we feel like ah oh, this is oh i feel so well and so safe and i can venture out from this and you know explore the world it's more like just like oh god it's a bit stuffy i've got everything i need but my spirit is a bit it's just a bit too much like a bit too much safety it's when the new where's, and the familiar now become yeah stagnant and, exactly exactly and, and no longer what we need that that need that need has been satisfied and an opportunity is best wow yeah and what you just said a moment ago about things coming lessons coming or opportunities coming when we're ready for them i think that this card is being very specific that we look at our lives to find those things what is the thing that once felt great or maybe felt awful but for whatever reason now it feels like it's weighing us down and those are the things that are ready it's almost like when a fruit becomes ripe yes or a flower blossoms like that situation you've needed it for whatever reason and now it's just got to that point where it's like overripe it's not serving anymore. It doesn't feel good anymore, or it doesn't feel, I, I don't want to say good because sometimes these are actually painful situations that we're ready to go of, let go of or painful kind of Certainly. habits or interactions. It can be either. In fact, it's more likely. Well, it's in, in any case, it, it just feels there's like maybe a heaviness to it, or it's a bit like annoys you a little bit or just kind of feels like it's dragging you down and not really contributing to your life. Sometimes it happens with relationships where, you know, it was great for a while. And then at some point you just, I don't know, you start to feel this little bit like, mm, just not really feeling this now. And does it feel like there's anything here for me anymore. So those are the things that we're being invited to let go of in order to show up in this way. So we're not being asked to let go of anything that we need or even that we enjoy we're just being asked to be open to the things that actually they just don't feel like they fit us anymore. You know, sometimes you've got like a coat or a pair of shoes that you absolutely loved. And then one day you look at it and you think, this just isn't really me anymore. So I'm going to pass it on. And the so overall feeling of that and looking at this card, because you also have an old man, a very old man. Yeah. You have two adults in the middle and then you have a small child peeking out from behind the skirt yeah. of the woman. And so it's about what have you outgrown? You know, yeah. the new and familiar yeah. is wonderful. But as you move through the stages of what you were to gain from that experience, that relationship, that possession, even mm. uh, at some point, that experience is complete. Yes. That growth exactly. is complete. That, exactly. that newness uh, provided you with an opportunity to say, hey, this is something new and exciting and draw you into it, draw and mm. get your attention, yeah. draw you into it. But at some point, that energy is complete because energy yes. is cyclical. 
And now mm-hmm. we're at a new cycle because we're at the number 10. It's the 10 of pentacles. Correct. We're yeah. at the higher expression of whatever you were in. And so this little child's looking and, and the man, you can hardly see him. Mm. Because he's covered up in, in this, what, it, what appears to be a cloak. You can tell me better, Amy, but mm. he's, he's kind of obscured by the pattern of whatever it, that yeah. garment is. That's an interesting observation. So it's almost like, I mean, the the, the gown, the, the cloak thing is very, very ornate. Mm-hmm. Very kind of heavily embroidered and just like very fancy. Looks like it might be quite heavy. And I guess maybe the symbology of that is that this this thing has just become heavy now. It's yeah. become so developed. It's just so, it's so ripe. It's ready to fall off the tree. Mother uses this, this I've, I, I've never really quite understood this in a kind of conceptual way. Mm-hmm. But she she said it so many times that when we let things go, they are recycled in the collective. Somehow that energy that we're we're done with it, but somebody else needs it, or something like that. So this this is those things. It's like when you've you've outgrown that thing, or you just that that sweater. You just you just don't like it anymore. It doesn't feel like you anymore. So you give it to somebody that will enjoy it or you and you they get the newness or... of the experience and that yeah. energy travels with it fascinating yeah i, I had yeah. not heard her say that i would like to hear that mm, yeah what she what she did say recently and i just uh, before we sign off i want to tell everybody about this series again but um she did say you know letting go doesn't mean that you want to get rid of a lot of things yeah. in your life some mm. things can remain what you let go of is once again you're your hopes, your fears, your attachments, and your expectations about that one person, place, mm. or thing. Let's let's go mm. full nails here. The person, place, or thing that is the object of your uh, expectations or attachment. Mm. We can let go of that, and it can still remain. And so, it, yeah, it just that's depends right. On the situation. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And this one here is really talking about things that, um, I, 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 yeah, that we are that we're ready to let go of. And that's actually a really nice point, Charlotte, that that doesn't necessarily mean that thing is going to leave. It may be that our relationship with it changes. There you Maybe go. Maybe we, yeah, yeah. So that it's a nice, um, it's a nice reassurance when we're willing to let go, then we step into the co-creation and then life decide or our soul or whoever decides, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's actually, it's going to stay in your life. Actually, it's just going to be in a different way or it's going to leave your life completely. But something is going to shift. Something Whichever, about energy is going to yeah whichever is appropriate to mm. your, to your highest good, you know, let's get back to the highest. Yeah, good. exactly. I mean, you exactly. can recycle it by, you know, you know, speaking to what Amy just told us about uh, mother Mary's words and about recycling it and, and giving mm. that gift to someone else, but you yeah. can also repurpose it. In other words, look at it from a different perspective. How, yeah, how can it support right. you in a new way, a familiar, something mm. familiar can support you in a new way. Certainly. Yeah. yeah. Just simply by seeing it from a different perspective, mm. like, like through the eyes of a child or through the eyes of an old man. Mm, yeah. You can look the upon key- the same object and get two totally different. Yes. Yes. And um, the key thing to look for, for all of us is this feeling of stagnation, heaviness. Yes. It just feels a bit crusty and dusty. That is the thing that we're being asked to let go of. And how we let go, that's not really something we need to think about. It's letting go is all about willingness. 
It's just about willingness. That's it. We don't have to figure out the mechanics. The mechanics will be taken care of. Our role, this I guess kind of goes back to our reading on co-creation. Like our role is to be willing. Open and willing. That's all yes. is required. No experience necessary. Yeah, exactly. But if you, exactly. But if you have some, it will, it will smooth the bumps in the ride, I will assure you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow, this has been um, especially in like... <sighs> Um, mm. I so enjoy this process and, um, oh, me too, Charlotte. It's just such a pleasure. So beautiful. And you know what, what's also beautiful is that, like we said, you know, at the top of the show, we're both going through something that is quite uncomfortable. Um, we don't mm. know how it's going to turn out. It makes you feel vulnerable mm. and, and open to in a negative way, open to something bad. But if we trust and have faith, then. And, and my point is, much of what we said today is what we needed to hear ourselves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I want to give a shout out to Mother here, because she said something that I just love in one of her Monday, uh, Monday YouTube presentations. It was a few months ago. Yeah, and that's what I want to talk about. Mm, yeah. So this one, I can't remember the title of it, but I, it was the topic was sharing. And she said... We all know about fear of the unknown, but what about excitement of the unknown? What mm. about excitement? All the beautiful things that have ever happened in your life have come out of the unknown. And yes. all of the beautiful things that are going to happen are all going to come out of the unknown. So why not? Knowing that you're loved and you're held, your needs are all known and provided for. Why yeah. not be excited about what you're going to be given? Right. I mean, we like the happy surprises, meeting someone new, getting that new job. You know, all that's exactly. well and good. You know, we we're yeah. back to we're back to tossing daisies daisies and shooting rainbows all over the place. Yeah, that's exactly, great. Exactly, exactly. But, but when that fear of impending loss is there, mm, mm. oh, suddenly the unknown is a, a very dark cavern yes, that terrifies exactly. us. So flip it around, yeah. and you can do this. Stop, sit with the feeling, and then flip it into excitement. I can get more into yeah. that in another segment with the mechanics of that because you we we both like mm. mechanics. But yes, I wanted yes, to share, as I mentioned, I, I wanted to share uh, very quickly that uh, Mother Mary does her live streams every week on YouTube, and uh, that channel is Mother Mary channel. Now, what she asked me to do is to get uh, a number of her videos that she has recorded recently and uh, collect them, gather them, and put them in a section on my website on her page. And for for all of you to access uh, more readily because this way you don't have to search for them in the full lineup because there's so many videos. Uh, Danielle works very hard. Danielle Gibbons is her channel. If you're new to the show, she works very hard and she cranks out a lot of videos, but I'm going to do that. But what the context is of this, of these, um, sequence of the sequence of videos, it's almost like a series. And a couple months ago, mother started talking about the wisdom of the soul. And a couple months later, she picked up that topic again and talked about a different uh, aspect of our experience with the soul. And, and now there are at least two more. So this is definitely a series. And she indicates that she will continue talking about the soul. So this is a fantastic opportunity, especially if you're having a hard time. Because not understanding for many of us is what makes it so frightening. Because we don't understand. If we understand what's happening in any given scenario, 
then it's not as frightening. We're like, okay, well, this is happening. <clears throat> or, you know, we can simply say mechanics. We can say, okay, the mechanic has my car up on the lift and he's ripping my tires off. But you can tell yourself, it's okay. I've been here before. He's just going to rotate them. He's not stealing them. That kind of simplicity. I love that. I love that analogy. My, my car is in the garage. I trust the mechanic. I, I have no idea what's happening, but. But he's ripping my tires off. Is he so going he to steal them? Doing. He must know what he's doing. Oh, he's rotating them. Don't I feel silly? Or is she? Or she? Or she? The... Sorry. Hashtag or she? <laughs> Come for the terror. Stay for the rotation. <laughs> but anyway, so that's what that's what it will be available on the website for you to peruse. You go to the website spiritualinsightsradio.com and and scroll down to the. Um, Masterclass Educational Series, Guidance from Spirit, Channel Messages from Beyond the Veil, and slide over to Mother Mary, and I will have that encapsulated on her page so that you can go through and start from the beginning because she does this thing where she's laying a foundation and then building upon it. And we really need this information. I know this because she's doing it. And there is purpose and there is brilliance to her curriculum. So that's what I wanted to share with you. Um, or you can just go to YouTube and Mother Mary channel once again and just start exploring those videos. Um, if you'd like to join us live, um, I, I'm always there. I try not to miss it. But she is live at 10 a.m. Pacific, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern in the United States every Monday, unless she unless Danielle is busy with a retreat or some other um, some other reason not to show up. But normally they're there. And so we all get together and share in that energy. And she's been teaching about the soul and I am learning a lot. I really want to second that, Charlotte. I mean, these, they're just, they just blow my mind every time. They just, you know, the comfort I feel, the peace I feel, the, the calmness, it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And something quirky about me, you know, I'm, everybody knows, everybody hearing this, if you've been in a long time listening, you know, I am prone to depression, you know, and that kind of thing. And in my experience in the last, you know, four months hasn't been like that. It's been something totally different. And I'm so excited for Keep bringing on the different because the old mm. wasn't really working. Keep bringing on the different. It's like my two hour silence is up. So keep bringing on the different, the new, and I want, I want a new experience. Um, but anyway, uh, nothing pulls me out of fear more quickly or, or more humorously than to learn. So I can be in one of those, you know, dizzying spaces of how do I have to, how do I figure this out? You don't have to figure it out, Charlotte. Stop it. You know, and you get into that the devil on your shoulder, the angel mm. on the other shoulder. You know, you can get into those moods. Well, Mother Mary's coming on in an hour. What do you say? You let all this go and just listen. And I do. Mm. And then you learn. And then I have something exciting to have in my hands and roll over and look at it and, and do, and do my little formula. You know, yeah. observe my behaviors, observe my reactions, my mm. tendencies, my reflexes. Okay, analyze it. Where does it come from? Break out a course in miracles. You know, how do you integrate this into where you're headed? Okay, we need these tools. We can put these tools back in the, the, the shed or the toolbox. Maybe we can use them later, but this is what we need now. Mm. And then it's like those little training wheels. We need different training wheels today. We put them on. We get in our little car and we 
we shuffle with our feet and get it moving. And, and that always mm-hmm. gives me, at least for a week, gives me something to be excited about. Beautiful. Beautiful. And in the calmness, in the calmness, that is where you are open. And that's mm-hmm. where you are willing. And that is where spirit can reach through and connect with you. Because when you're spinning around, they're just going to simply wait for you to tire yourself out. <laughs> wait for you to sit down calmly so they can connect. So you can do it consciously and willingly, or you can tire yourself out and collapse on the ground and say, I give up. And, you know, and that's what I've, I've often said is, and just to strengthen this point, they're not asking you to submit. They're asking mm. you to surrender. And it's a, there's mm. a vast difference between the two. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much once again, Amy, for your time, expertise, your wisdom, and your love. Oh, Charlotte, and thank you for all of yours. This is such a, I just love that we do this. It's fun, it brings isn't me it? so much joy. Yes. <laughs> I know. So this is, this is, um, this is my baby. This is my baby. Mm. We are eight years old this year. And, oh, uh, wow. and I look forward to, you know, fun things coming in the future. Until until that happens, I'm going to do my best to have fun with what I'm experiencing now so that I can, you know what I want to do? I want to laugh my way through it. I don't want to cry now. I don't want to cry now and then look back and say, oh, look, you did it again. You knew you were going to land on your feet. You say it every time. And we also like to say here, you know, they didn't bring us this far just to drop us on our head. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Can we yeah. can we finally trust that and and overlook the inconveniences and um, our feelings can be hurt when an expectation isn't met? You know, you thought mm. you were going to be living in that fabulous home. It mm. was not offered to you. It was it was given to someone else, and and you're okay with that mm. on on the, on the main floor. You know, on the main floor. Um, that reminds me, I have something else to say, but as we, as we look at the feelings that are triggered, then we can go deeper and then we can really move through this perhaps with the level of, you know, spiritual maturity that we keep striving for. You know what? It's already here. Just employ it, utilize it. Uh, Mm. there was one thing I forgot to mention with regard to mother Mary's videos. There's a video from summer of 2021. I believe it's July or August. Well, that would be summer of 20, sorry, summer of 2020. It was, po- it was published either at the end of July or the beginning of, the, of August. That's the time frame. This is one of the live streams. And so after the live stream, it now becomes a video. But what she did was a guided meditation. And the meditation is about getting back into the flow. Whether this is a part of you that is stagnant. And, it's, and I thought it was funny that you even brought up the word, Amy. Mm. Because I do this meditation every single day and had it for about a month at least. And I feel a definite difference in terms of, as Mother says, it can be a part of your life, your energy field that um, had flow when you were younger. It can be an area that hasn't had flow in a very, very long time, maybe not since childhood. The beauty of it is you don't have to pick an area of your life. Your soul does it for you. You can do this on your own, but she says, if you do it with her, there's a much more powerful impact. And so look for that. And it's a meditation about getting into the flow, but I will of course isolate that and make it available on the website so that you can download it for your personal use. But this has really made a change for me 
for me. Sounds beautiful. Uh, 10 years ago, if I was going through this, I'd be a basket case. Mm. Yeah. And it, and it feels like things are moving in the right direction. Mm. So I'm, I'm grateful and I'm happy and I'm grateful to you. So thank mm. you. Likewise, likewise. Don't forget, hello at blazinghearttarot.com is how you get in touch with Amy if you'd like to reach out for a reading of your own in a private setting. Uh, spiritualinsightsradio.com is where you go to check out the archives, sign up for the newsletter, or book an energetic healing session with me. I would be honored to be of assistance to you. Thank you so much, everyone, uh, for the privilege of your time. We are grateful for your participation and your company. Until next time, God bless and be at peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.